Hey everybody, welcome back to Dyson Virtue Season 2. Dyson Virtue! Two. Yeah, I was gonna say. Here we are. Again. We signed up for another 20 some odd episodes. I'm the Dicey one, 2.0. We, white man. What? I'm the virtuous one, despite <laughs> the success. This is already off the rails. Hey everybody, welcome! Well, you're virtuous in the way of a white man's. There we go. A white man's Not- virtue is my favorite um, I bet it is. 18th century deconstruction of society. I was going to say, is it a deconstruction of, of um, manny? Yeah. Um, and Manifest Destiny is uh, my favorite alternate history exploration from Image Comics. So we do this show where uh, <laughs> the three of us play Dungeons & Dragons, 5th uh, edition. Uh, and the first Bobby. season... The first season... Was fraught with technical issues towards the beginning, uh, and then really smoothed out towards the middle, um, and then we hit a, an explosive end. Um, that uh, well, we almost hit an explosive end well, at Casey. Yeah. Um, uh, so <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do a terrorism. Okay. For anyone just joining us now, and the that, NSA. Now that season two has started. Uh, <laughs> We have a couple of characters, Gwenoa, Valkian, yep. a druid, uh, and Kehelanya Aborzen Vinyaya Vas Tahir, uh, yeah. a paladin. And the two of them set out on a journey uh, to find what happened to Kehelanya's people, because she returned home and found that her entire society was uh, gone. Um, and Meanwhile, Gwenoa had a vision of uh, the world's creation, uh, which ran counter to her beliefs as a druid that uh, nature and the natural world were... Naturally occurring phenomena? Yeah. Uh, So, they set out on this quest to find out what all that was about, and along the way they met some friends. Uh, They kidnapped a man. Uh, Well. They... Assaulted. Say his name, Dylan. They kidnapped a man Say named Arden name. out of his windmill after Arden some s- some dudes showed Arden up to try to beat them off. up. Um, <laughs> and they forced Arden to take them to the Arcanum, which was the yep. uh, the magic college, uh, Wizard University. You know, Simon B. Goth was heavily involved. Um, and once there, they assaulted one of the uh, headmasters, one of the one of the uh, high-ranking hey, officials of the place. You always down and take our stuff back. <laughs> the regret on your face as you saw what your mouth was doing. Yep. Uh, and then they escaped into the sewers, where they proceeded to ignore the the lead about a, an abandoned city, and instead I... ran headfirst into a figure known to eat Arcanum students named... Uh, the Spectre. And surprise. It yeah, so, guys, so like, because surprisingly there were no Arcanum students named the Spectre around. I'm going to punch you in the mouth. <laughs> uh, so, the Spectre then guided Kehalanya, Gwen, and the twice-kidnapped Arden. Well, uh, okay, look, it's like, it's a thing, if you get three kidnappings, they all cancel each other out and you're square. Yeah. Three lefts yeah. don't make a right. Um, no, but three Liam Neeson movies are indistinguishable. So, they uh, took the Spectre's lead to a uh, 
a very obviously locked door, which they opened and set the the specter free. And then they set up camp in a cairn of uh, druid stones, druid standing stones, uh, outside of the prison. Um, right. Um, but we knew her. I mean... I mean, you know what? We knew what... Or we wanted her to come along with us. We decided we didn't that. Know. Well, no, because we distinctly had a conversation about closing the door, and we were kind of like, well, she'd probably make a cool traveling companion. Yeah. So... And we were right. We were. She's been helpful. So, um, then the party struck a deal with the Eldritch Horror, uh, to lead them to a nearby city. Uh, there was, there was a, a, a side quest in there about a blight, and then the cause of the blight was GMOs and, uh, yeah. and, and, really uh, wasn't GMOs. It was an asshole, is what it was. <laughs> Lanya and Gwen took down Monsanto. Something, uh, something Martin Straley. So then they went to the city of Brass, uh, which was a, uh, ostensibly a dwarven construct city, uh, full of dwarven constructs. Uh, with a, a church at the center, an old dusty church that nobody had been in for what appeared to be decades or centuries, um, uh, which was attached to a clock tower. Um, the party climbed the clock tower, found, uh, a magical book, which was being used as the power source for the city. Um, you know, keeping the whole thing ticking. Uh, and they freed the book by dropping a bell over it. Yep. Uh, and writing the bell down as they did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was pretty dope. Turns out the book was I... sentient. They made a new friend. Uh, they went exploring this, the dead city of brass. One uh, short day in then, the clockwork city. And Are then you just gonna like, they ran. to summarize the entirety of Dyson Virtue season one. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We um, ran into Sunny Wong and he beat us up and then he took Arden and Grimoire Vice and we met a man who toppled an entire tower on us named Barnaby Ironsides, who is an original character of mine, who Dylan decided to twist and convolute into this broken, sad man when he's supposed to be happy, and his daughter Maggie, and who uh, the two of them were on a revenge quest against Sunny Wong, so we went to go help with that and ended up toppling an entire city in the sky, and uh. tried to save a scientist man and didn't do that. Got Arden back. Uh, fought a guy inside of Arden's head. Yeah, wandered into Arden's soul and, and fought, uh, a, an evil presence that was trying to, uh, uh, probe him for information. Um, and then you guys decided to bring the corpse of Barnaby Ironside, or you decided to go back to the, the, the fallen city to recover the corpse of Barnaby Ironsides, where you met, um, the... Sunny Wong 2.0. Yeah, yeah. So Sunny Wong's corpse, uh, reawakened under the, uh, uh, under the guise of a very large purple stone that was launching these veins across the world. Um, and it turns out that that's bad news. Uh, cause the specter got into a fight with this thing. And they seem yep. to have some history. Do you remember the things? Yeah, there was, there was, there yeah. was definitely, there was beef there. Yeah. So the creature that once was Sunny Wong was pitted against the specter while you guys made good your escape. Uh, and then you brought Dylan. Maggie. Yes. You forgot the most important thing that happened the entire season. Sefi. 
Sefi! You forgot Sefi! Didn't forget Sefi. You passed over Sefi? Uh, so they have this a- This podcast is over. They have a ten-legged octopus named Sefi. Who lives in a- listener's f- ears. Who lives in a flower vase that Gwenoa keeps tied to her back. studio. Um, also they turn Sefi into a spectral ten-legged horse. What to ride upon. Yep. Um. We got our ass handed to us at the crater. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. you made good your escape, and then you met back up with Maggie, who was devastated. Um, and then as, as a final rite for Barnaby, you began heading back to the Holy Mountain. Um, you know, Kehalanya's, uh, ancestral holy site. Yeah, and we made, uh, we made Maggie an honorary, uh, Salah Sahim, much yep. like she had done with Gwen earlier. Which, um, not by rate of conversion, but by increase of followers, makes uh, ancestral worship of the Salah Sahim the fastest growing uh, religion in Raharl. Nice. Um, so on your way back to the uh, the mountain. Yep, no terrorism happened. You uh, <laughs> spotted a zeppelin that you had seen nope. uh, docked on the floating city that you toppled. Uh, and going to investigate, Kehalanya eviscerated a, uh... Um, I did no such thing! Her viscera remained within her, sir! Uh, she was eviscerated, if anything. Opened the face of a woman who was, uh, standing, uh, at the bottom was, of the stairs. She, up she, to she the, was the an, Zeppelin. an open-faced club stand bitch, yes. For, like, a while. Um... And it, like a good minute. It turned out that the Zeppelin belonged oh. to a legendary oh. figure, um, All right. no. named Mr. Reed. Yeah, fuck yep. that guy. Yeah. Who Never. was attempting to revive his- Only Mr. Reed I care for got fired from Steam Power Giraffe. His buddy and mentor, Mr. Smith, uh, who was sealed away He's in seven books. Dick. Which yeah, was the whole Mr. premise Mr. of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so the last season left off with you guys reviving Mr. Smith. And then... At a terrible cost that was in no way worth it. Uh, Arden willingly gave his his body as a vessel for Mr. Smith to inhabit. I'd like to let all the listeners in KC know that after that recording, Dylan let me know that Arden was absolutely terrified as he did it. So his one moment oh, of good. bravery was his last moment. Oh, good. That's, that's great. That's awesome. That's a solace to this Sahim. Um... So then you guys went and partied with Gwinoa's family, uh, and they gave Gwinoa a fancy stick. Yeah, I got the good stick. Yep. And they gave me, um, a rain stick. Yep. Yeah. Also fur. Yep. Also furs, yeah. I'm sorry, I thought you were saying also for something, and I was waiting for- A fur tree. <laughs> so, yes. you and guys- And a new pole for Seppi. Uh. Yeah. Oh, also got a Grandpa Lithuane. No, Grandpa Lithuane died. That's what we well, because Dylan had to just take everything from us, so he killed Gl- Grandpa Lithuane as well. Okay, Dylan, you need to know this right now. Sefi is like our Daryl on The Walking Dead. If anything happens to Sefi, our listener base is going to collapse. I mean, arguably, Arden was our Glenn, and oh, okay. So, uh, you guys, am I wrong? You guys. Uh, took off away from the world. It's an eye popping revelation. The the cons- the constructed shield world of Rahale. 
Um, right, which we learned was constructed as a waste lock against the encroaching influence of Nyarlathotep, the Crawling Chaos. Right. Um, of and, which the Spectre is an avatar. Or an aspect, right. or, or, yeah, a piece of, of a shard of Nyarlathotep that broke away and then opposed Nyarlathotep. Anytime right. I hear Nyarlathotep, Mr. Tep, I just think of Emotep. Return Mr. the slab. I like um, Mr. Tep. That's pretty good. That's what we're going to... Yeah, okay, Mr. So Nyar- Smith, Smith or Reed, and Mr. Tep. So, so the, the specter oh. is cancer, essentially. It's a piece of Nyarlathotep that broke off and turned against it. So, the... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Dice and Virtue, the only podcast in which cancer is the good guy. The pair of you... Arguably. The pair Arguably. of you and Maggie set off with Smith and Reed for uh, Destinations Unknown. Yep. Uh, to help combat the crawling chaos. Yep. And as we last left, uh, the Zeppelin, um, piloted by Maggie, had torn yep. through reality and had, uh, landed you guys in a field of silver wheat. Mm-hmm. It was the um, good wheat. With- It was the good wheat. With- It's the wheat, you, the wheat you break out for visitors. Quietly, Gwen just turned to Lonnie and went, we found the wheat. With purple veins crawling Gross. across this vast field toward yes. a uh, a stark white castle. I see real bad. Once you get wheat veins, it's all downhill from there. We lost the wheat. Oh, is that Dylan, where we're starting? Was that the end of your summary? Um. So we'll pick up where we left off uh, <laughs> with the five of you headed towards this castle. Is there, is, do you guys have any questions before we jump in? Do you, is there anything you'd like to do or say? Yeah. It feels like we've been in the Zeppelin for a month. Astounding. (laughs) Thank Um, you. (laughs) Yeah. Good job. Good job. Uh, I I love how so many of our jokes aren't like, lol, but they're like, uh huh. Quite good. Quite good. (laughs) It's just, Uh I um, understand your through line. Well, (laughs) obviously, (laughs) I have a million questions. Um, Okay, Lanya's gonna find, um, whichever of them seems the less dickish. No, actually, so- Neither uh, of them. Just ask Maggie. So wait a minute, so Reed is- Smith is the one who took Arden's body, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, gonna find Mr. Reed shunning Mr. Smith, completely. Not sure. interacting with that cat if Lanya doesn't absolutely have to. I'm gonna find Mr. Reed and say, okay, so what world is this now? Tell me you've got, like, a map- Tell me we're not just, like, randomly jumping from world to world. Of course not. Okay. What is this one called? This is the first field of Elysium. Okay. Oh. And it's the closest thing to home any of us will ever see again. Yeah, oh, wow. Well, that... for that reminder. Wow. Uh, he okay. gestures out the uh, the window towards the, the large castle. And he says, that is Castle, Al- uh, castle Avalon. Okay. It was once what? the home of the Nine on High. The Nine on High. The the Nine Kings. Ah. Okay. Why uh, once? What happened? Did you take their bodies too? I mean, that seems to be an M.O. They have fallen or else been lost. Ooh, they're low. Over the course now. of this war. Uh, so how long has this war been going on? Well, that's tough to define. In terms of... A span of time in mm-hmm. 
Rahel. Yeah. Longer than Rahel has ever existed. Uh, Rahel was created. Your your world was created as right. Uh, right. a safe house. Right. Okay. How about you do like you guys have been doing the whole time? Treat me like I'm a real dum-dum and just give me a basic answer. Millennia. Fair enough. Since the beginning of time. So how long since these kings fell? Um, They didn't fall all at once. The last one was somewhere along 200 years ago. All right. So what are we doing here? What's, what's, what's our next step? Why here? Why now? If we're going to fight Nyarlathotep, if we're going to mm. drive back the chaos, first we have to establish a foothold. Uh, Castle Avalon was one of few strongholds that was able to repel Nyarlathotep even at the height of its power. Mm. Without the Nine Kings, uh, Castle Avalon is a hollow shell. But we can rebuild it. We can make it a new base of operations. First step in that is reclaiming Elysium. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's an empty castle, so we're just going to move in. Oh, at least you waited until it was empty. Not like it was our friend that you kicked out of his body. But, you know, what you going to do? So, yeah, all right, um, point us at the direction of the thing we need to clean out. Let's do this. Well, it's not exactly that simple. Okay, what is it then? The castle still stands. Uh, it does? Reed turns around and, and gestures to... Uh, the other end of the the field where the the veins are still creeping across. Gross. Says, somewhere out there, somewhere beyond what we can see now, there is some sort of beachhead, some foothold that Nyarlathotep has gained in Elysium. Mm. Now, surrounding the fields of Elysium, there should be seven standing towers, which should act as defensive measures. Clearly, those have fallen. Right. So okay, like, so what are we... Are we going to rebuild them, or are we just going to go right for Otep? Are we just going to go try to murder a purple guy? Like Tippy Hedren, yeah. Striking directly at the heart of Nyalathotep would be a fool's errand. Walking have you in... met us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a- ask Mr. Smith. He knows So this things. is an errand for us, is what you're saying. <laughs> If you would like to crawl into the into the womb of chaos and find whatever beating heart drives Nyarlathotep, be my guest. So are okay. we going to towers or are we going to scout out for a while? Ideally, we would find the, uh, the source of the crawling chaos here on the first field of Elysium, and we would remove it. That's going to take some time. Okay. Hey, Dylan, so I have a com- question. Yeah. Now that I've been holding the staff, what does... I've been holding it for argue minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the staff that was given to you by your uh, your family um, seems to be a melding of seven different types of wood um, sort of wrapped and spiraled and gnarled together. Um, and its immediate effects are that it improves your... Sp- uh, ranged spell casting modifier, uh, spell, uh, ranged spell attack modifier, excuse me, uh, by plus one right. when you use it to cast a spell. Uh, and twice per day you can use it to maximize a spell. Any numerical value that a spell has, uh, is immediately maximized. So if you cast a spell that would normally deal 2d10 damage, if you cast it through the staff and use that ability, 
it just does 20 damage. Cool. Yeah. And you can do that twice per day. Cool. Nice. I got the good. Right on. Does my rain stick do anything? It makes the sound of rain when you turn it over. I'm going to find a way to make that useful. You mark my words. I believe you, <laughs> and I believe in you. Oh, thanks, buddy. Sound from outside to like try to lure out and. Uh, oh no! Breath. It is rainy. I will go outside. Oh no, dead. <laughs> I will enjoy the rain, and then we just ambush him. The end. Oh, we can also make also, thunder sounds. Oh my god, we're so prepared uh, for this. <laughs> we're the we're the best at this. We're, we're the, the best, best traveling band of actors. <laughs> yep, Dylan. Also, I want to. Like this game gets intense sometimes. Uh-huh. Like it's hard. It's hard to. Like, I mean, there there have been a, a couple of, of, like, misunderstandings between us as players and you as the DM, and, you know, and I won't say, like, feelings have gotten hurt, but passions have risen, mm-hmm. and, you know, afterwards, I'm, I'm talking to my shorter half, and I'm like, I know it's this dumb game, but it's something that we all contribute to, and we all feel deeply about, and, I mean, stuff stuff gets intense, and, I, I don't know, it's weird, because I'm genuinely pissed off at Smith and Reed. Like, the, these people who do not exist on yeah. any axis. And I don't know, and it's weird because they're a part of you. And I love Dylan. I've never <laughs> been mad at Dylan. I'm not mad at Dylan right now. But there's this there's this weird little shard of his personality that this weird little shard of my personality is just being a huge dick to. And on some level, I'm worried that I'm hurting Dylan's feelings, even though I know that's not true. And I don't know. It's weird. It's the reason I can't choose any of the bad options whenever I play a video game. <laughs> I can't do it. But anyway, just know that no matter how much of a dick I am to Smith and Reed, I love Dylan. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah, Smith and Reed are assholes. A little bit. Yeah, fuck those guys. Um, so okay. the um, Zeppelin sets down in the courtyard of Castle Avalon. Mm. Um, I, I assume you guys will be heading inside the castle. Yeah. Um, no, we just take the Zeppelin and leave again. Just fuck you guys. Um, 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 when we get there, Lonnie wants to take a look at this wheat, son. Yeah, actually, so does Gwen. All right, so rather than heading into the castle, you uh, head outside the, the castle gates. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, are there trees? Uh, there are not, in fact. Damn. Uh, so you go to inspect the wheat, um, and it appears to you as... Uh, regular wheat that you would normally see, except instead of golden, uh, it, uh, is silvery, uh, and it's, it's not metallic, it's just, uh, like somebody had, uh, had drained the color out of, oh. uh, some wheat. So it's not, like, pretty, it's, like, frightening. Uh, no, the field is, is quite beautiful. Okay. It's just, it, it doesn't look like, <laughs> it's, it's not yellow like wheat. Okay. It is white right. instead. Okay. All right. Um, Lanya gonna gonna take her rivach and just like scythe just a little bit of it, like a like a single like hand sheaf maybe, mm-hmm. and just kind of bind it together. Well, oh, you pay you pay. Yeah, that's what I can say, bad gal. But uh, <laughs> in this particular instance, um, she harvests a little bit and she binds it in a sheaf and makes up over where there's some dirt. Just makes up a little a little mound in the shape of the holy mountain. Um. And she she just kind of kneels down and says, "This first harvest of this new home, I dedicate to all my ancestors. May they ever watch over us and and care for us from the holy mountain, whatever it may be." The um 
the warmth that normally fills you when you uh, say a prayer to your ancestors is intensified a hundredfold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you feel the weight of your ancestors come crashing down upon you. You're literally burning alive. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's awesome. Ow. Um, <laughs> and you come to realize that outside of the shield world of Rahel, you are now connected directly to uh, the generations and generations of ancestors that shit, reside yes. within uh, the ancestral home. On the oh my guys in the pocket dimension. Would you be able oh. to call Jimmy? I've got full bars, Jimmy. What's going on? Uh, the specter of Jimmy uh, appears beside you. Uh, he looks like he's fishing. Hey, uh, he's he's shirtless and he's just wearing shorts. Hey, uh, right, what's up? Not much. Uh, we, this is just a thing that can be done now. Amazing! No, I just, I've been out of touch for a while. I don't know if you noticed, because you're all, oh, you and you're fishing. I forgot how much you love to fish. Jimmy, it's good to see I'll let you get back to it. I don't mean to take up your time. It's just, I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, all right, see. Uh, Bye! And then he, he fades away. Bye, Jimmy! Bye, Jimmy! Oh, my God. Can I see my, my parents and Tafir, Tahir, that guy? Uh, so, you say a prayer requesting their presence. And they do not appear. It goes, like, it goes like this. Mom! Dad! They do not appear. Okay, what the fuck? Why? What about Tahir? Does he show up? Nope. You recall Buddy. You recall the discussion you had with Smith and Reed before you left Rahel. Uh, the spirits of your ancestors are still uh, oh, on that plane. That's right. Okay, so I've traded one set of dead people for another. Yep. Alright. That's fair. Um, okay, cool. I'm good for now. Yeah. Do do they collect more wheat so they can make bread when they're inside the castle? Uh, yes. They collect wheat. Alright. Role playing! And do you head straight for the kitchen? Yeah. It's right. the only place in the house that matters, Dylan. Of course we do. <laughs> it's the only sure. place that matters to them. It's a proper kitchen. Like... It's not just a fire pit. That's wild. Uh, Smith and Reed, <laughs> uh, along with Maggie, headed straight into the castle. Um... And you follow up a long flight of uh, of stone stairs. Um, What's up, man? You can use me to step up there. There's a uh, uh, there's a set of marble doors, um, very uh, very intricately engraved with a relief uh, that depicts a war between angels and devils. Ooh! And you head inside. Castle Avalon, and uh, oh wait, question. Yeah, this 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 relief. Does this take place uh, here on on this plane on Elysium? Uh, it doesn't appear to take place anywhere specifically. Uh, it's uh, it's okay. just the figures of angels fighting uh, the figures right. of devils. I feel like this is huh. very similar. Uh, character. So you head inside, uh, and there's this long red carpet uh, leading through a a very long entrance hall. Um, and there are columns, uh, standing every 20 feet on either side of the, the long carpet. Uh, and there are several doorways that lead off in other parts of the castle. Um, this long carpet ends at a small flight of stairs, uh, that lead up to a, uh, a raised dais with nine thrones arranged in a semicircle. 
three of those thrones are covered with purple veins. Gross. Yeah. And every surface in the castle is just caked with dust. Oh, um, see, I thought you were going to say it was caked with little veins, and I was like... This- uh, there are several tapestries hung on the, the walls. There's, um, you know, stat like uh, busts of various figures. Um, there's some hanging paintings. So royal as hell. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this play, <laughs> we are very misplaced here. The two of you, in your uh, copious amounts of furs... Uh, the twigs sticking out of Gwen's hair, um, the bundle of wheat uh, strapped to Lanya's shoulder. Take a look around this place, and and you think, "Huh, this seems like a very uncomfortable." Yeah, it's just no, not used. There's no ground. No, this isn't practical. It's, no, it's so unnecessary. Um, hey, is Sophie, is Sophie okay? Uh, Sophie like there wasn't like a. I mean, yeah, but I mean, there wasn't like some pressure differential or anything that. No, Seth is swimming. Okay, I'm swimming. Yeah. He's enjoying his artisan. Yep, his <laughs> his very large bowl, um, provided by the uh, Valkian Circle. Um, yep. Circle yep. of the land. You guys are. Of Gaia. That's right. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. Yep. Um. Cool. Well, yes, of course. Um. He's- such a trooper, that stuffy. So you head into the the kitchen to prepare your bread. Yep. Um, yep. First bread from the first harvest. This is very important bread. V-I-B. You head into the kitchen, uh, which you find after poking your head through several rooms. Finding a lot um, of unnecessary... Uh, not so much, actually. Okay, good. I um, was like, those would fit, like, five of us. Bedrooms would be uh, on the upper floors. Zoom. All right. So, what do, um, what do we find in these in these rooms then? So, there's like an opulent dining room, and there's yeah. a there's a gallery and yeah. uh, uh, a library with stacks just full of. I didn't books. would have loved that. Um, I, oh, my heart. <laughs> that wasn't about art, and Lanya just has horrible cholesterol. <laughs> it's all the bread and potatoes that we eat exactly <laughs> every yeah. day. So you head into um uh, into the kitchen, and you find. Uh, just like the rest of the place, everything is covered with dust. Um, you clear off what you can from some, some counter space, and you begin preparing your bread. Uh, there's still, uh, stacks of unused firewood, uh, oh, for the oven. Now that's really... Yep. They don't have to go out and find the wood, they just, you just have, have it. Around. They yep. just have it. Um, yeah. yeah, burn two or three at a time, it's all good, there's always more, we'll make the servants go get it. God, that that must be like wild to Lanya and Gwen. Just look, they just have what? wood. They don't There's have to cut it. That's it's, ridiculous. It strikes you as odd that there is lumber here, and yet you've seen no trees since you arrived. Oh my god, they cut down. All- I don't stand I'm, for de- deforesta- deforestation. This is um, what comes. It's bad. So I you assume Gwenoa is stoking the fire with her uh, her cantrips that produce yeah. fire, and yeah, pretty much. Um, Fire is stoked. Oh, yes! Oh, yeah! Um, I actually have a question for Casey. What is this This first harvest bread? Is it going to be like a savory bread? Is it like a peppered bread? Are we going to eat a sweet bread? What kind of bread is this, Casey? What are we making here? Tell well, me, cooking mama. Never having cooked with this wheat, I could not uh, exactly say. But I, I tell you this. I tell you this. Every year... The harvest, 
uh, has different qualities naturally based on the occurrences of the growing season, the rain, the wind, the weather, whether or not those striking bastards came in and did stuff. So every first loaf of every harvest is different, and it is said that its flavor serves as an omen of times to come. All right. So let's I'm find out together. For this bread. Uh, describe to me the process of baking Salasahim bread. Uh, you bake some bread, dude. All right. You grind the into a flour, uh-huh. and yep. you, you you remove the chaff. Yeah, uh-huh. you <laughs> the use part. that flour as flour as you would with bread. Uh huh. There's probably yeast and such. There is. If we have any yeast, I'd love to use it. If not, so they probably have bodily yeast. So. What what I was getting at was: is there any ceremony to this, or do you just bake you some fucking bread, dog? <laughs> no, there absolutely is. Um, they grind the wheat as their lives are ground, um, spent walking around the holy mountain, the days of our lives as so many stalks of wheat. So in partaking of this symbolic fruit of this harvest, we are taking part of our lives as Salasahim who choose to walk the holy mountain and serve the ancestors. La Gwen's first Salasahim ceremony as a Salasahim. Yeah. So she's yeah. actually going to go quickly grab Maggie. Yeah, honestly, this is like Salasahim. confirmation. This is her first Salasahim communion. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and by grab Maggie, I mean she goes out into one of the big hallways and just yells Maggie. Maggers! Um, Maggie comes running up a flight of stairs um, with her uh, very large wrench in one hand, uh, brandishing it, ready to ready to fight. We're making some Salasahim bread. Come on. Yeah, and yeah. Oh. I say uh, Salasahim. Come on. All right. It's communion for us. Um, Come on, yeah. Something she, she shouts down the stairwell to Smith and Reed. Says, right, I'll be back in a while. Baking bread. Bye. Uh, and she, she joins you. Do they reply? Uh, you can't make out a reply, no. Okay, good. I'm just saying, right. don't inv- invite them back. They're not invited. They're not Salasahim. So, um, yeah. So Lanya teaches them both how to make the bread. Mm-hmm. And as she's as she's going through the process, she says, "Just like an individual stalk of wheat, an individual Salasahim is useful for very, very little. It is only in our numbers, in our community, that we find our strength and our utility. And life will grind us down, much as wheat is ground into flour. But from that." We can rise. And as she says this, because this is like a litany, it's, uh, this is very ritualized. Mm-hmm. And right as she says, but when we come together, we can rise. And the, and the yeast makes it rise just at that moment, like in, um, like in Star Wars. So what you're Ray saying is that they've timed this out perfectly. Mm-hmm. The first couple of Salasahim have timed out exactly how long it'll take for the yeast to make the bread rise and have written an yep. entire speech for it. Yep. And you know what? Sometimes the timing doesn't work out right and you gotta rise. <laughs> but, uh, so but basically, Lanya... this is super impressive from Gwen and Maggie's standpoint because it looks like oh, Lanya exactly. just pulled some bread magic. Yeah. And in her head, Lanya's like, well, that was a freebie. <laughs> uh, 
And it is only by rising together that we can. And I'm picturing like a montage in my head, like it's going from raw wheat to flour to dough to bread as she's talking. Mm-hmm. And she pulls out the she pulls out the finished loaf, which is um, which is in the shape of the holy mountain. And she says, and it is only by working together and coming together that we can become the stuff of life. And she breaks it over her head. And the steam just wafts open, and she she hands great big chunks to Maggie and Gwen. Uh, and I assume the three of you eat the, yeah. the bread. How how does this bread taste? Uh, it oh, is son. Uh, the silver wheat or not? I ain't trifling with no stale ass wheat. It is delicious. Awesome. Uh, yes. It's it's like if you had uh, made bread out of honey. That um, would be some oh, really yeah. shitty bread. No. <laughs> 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 what I mean is, it's very sweet. It's okay. uh, uh, thick and moist. Yeah, it's it's yeah. delightful. I'm gonna start salivating because like fresh bread sounds amazing right now. Uh, right now, guys, you gain inspiration. Great. Then you do not gain inspiration <laughs> yep. because you already had it. My inspiration Wait, just feels fresh. stronger now. Um, what? What? No. I was I was gonna ask um what inspiration did and then I decided I would ask when it was important instead of bringing ah. this whole thing to us. <laughs> uh so it lets you uh re roll a it, it gives you advantage on a skill That's check, right. a saving throw, or an attack roll. Oh cool. Um, Thank you. Yep. So I just remember have our first... I, I would like to trade this inspiration out for the one that you just offered me because I got this inspiration for crying on air. <laughs> <laughs> That inspiration is stale. You want the fresh inspiration? I want the fresh inspiration that doesn't hurt me. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That was intense. Y'all. Okay. So this um, fresh inspiration. Yeah. We have our we have our first communal meal as the first tribe of Salasahim, the first um clonder of Salasahim uh on the first field of Elysium. And um and like metagame wise, like I know, and Dylan knows I know, that the first field of Elysium, like, that that's an afterlife destination, right? That's mm-hmm. one of the... Yeah. Well, a lot of you doesn't know that. It's, um... It is one of the domains of the, uh... The good-aligned gods. Right. Um, yeah, but Lanya doesn't know that. All Lanya knows right. is that there ain't no holy mountain to walk around anymore, but the real holy mountain is your the family. you made along the way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So after after we, eat, after we eat our giant hunks of Holy Mountain bread, should we offer some oh. to Smith and Reed since they are part of our team now? We did the Salasahim ceremony. I mean, nah. All right. We say you don't want to break bread. No special bread. No, I'm Lanya is mad at those guys. Yeah, that's a good point. They can have bread from the next loaf. Yeah, we're working together because we have a common goal and a common enemy, but that does not make us friends. Hey, was there any, like, butter in the- We spread some sweet What's butter? a fridge? You know, that's a good point. Was there any butter in the- Crock? Cold- Churn? Stone chest that's held up against the wall? The icebox. Um, yeah. You gotta give us icebox, dude. I mean, come on. You did not find any, um, cans or jars of anything. Okay. So. Alright. Well, this you place know, is was, deserved. I, mean, I was gonna no. say, they probably should have taken, like, preservatives from the children of Gaia as they went to a whole other right. plane of existence. 
I'm I'm going to assume that you took some provisions. Okay, so then um, we have like jam, and yeah. that Smith and Reed had some stuff on the Zeppelin, and so you know. we had Children of Gaia jam on yep. our Celisa smoogenberry spread. Exactly, um, and it tastes like blackberries, but more mountainy. Nice. <laughs> Finishing the ceremony, um, Maggie says to the both of you, "Right, that was uh, beautiful." Um. I've got some some stuff to be doing down in the basement. Well, what are you guys even doing? Well, you should come with us. Is is what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, I got nowhere to be. Wait, some certainly not the whole world. Yeah. You you head down to the basement uh, to find Smith and Reed um, working on this vast machine uh, that is. Reminiscent of what you saw in the city of Brass. I was actually about to ask them a question um, about that. You know, it's it's cog wheels and chains and mm-hmm. uh, and timing belts, and it's it's all meant to work together as one big fluid thing that uh, that drives something, and you're not sure what. Um, but it isn't moving, and it looks like Smith and Reed are just clearing debris out of the out of the way of this thing. So, and this is directed at So, like, did you guys know anything about a a city of, like, robot dual, like, clockwork? Um, did you ever hear anything about that? Mr. Yeah. Smith, um, uh, sort of stands up straight, um, wiping his, his, his brow, um, and he has, he has this glazed over look on his face for a second, um, and he says, the city of brass. If I had to wager a guess, it was an installment by denizens of Mechanis, but I can't fathom the reasons they would include it as part of our shield worlds. All right. Just Fair asking. Enough. She's going to toss them the bread given to her by her mom. Yeah, like some Lembus. Exactly. That's exactly what I've uh, wrapped in legs. Uh, Reed catches it. Um, and starts munching on it. Smith tries to catch it and misses, and yep. uh, pick it up <laughs> off the ground. Yeah, that's Arden's body. Left. <laughs> Good job. Uh, Just so you know, Arden you've has got, some weak bones. You've they got hollow say. bones now. They both say. <laughs> Bird. <laughs> Thank you for the bread. You're welcome. Um, and... I assume Long and Gwen are really badly, like, hiding their mean child giggles. Oh, no, no hiding at all. Yeah. Yeah, these uh, guys are, these guys are demigods or ascended transhumans, whatever. They can, they can deal with scorn from someone so insignificant that they didn't even bother to ask if anyone minded if they took this body. No. Yeah. If we're not significant enough to include in their plans and treat like people, then I'm not going to worry about how they feel about how I feel about them. That's a good point. Casey, you have so much animosity towards these two. Okay, look. Like, when this show first came out, you and I both took a lot of shit on the internet about how we treated Arden. Which wasn't necessarily unfair. But we also came to have a better relationship with him. We grew with him. Our characters grew with him. And we cared about him. And now he's gone. And, like... You meet somebody and you love them instantly. That's awesome, but that's no road to friendship. Yeah, but really quickly, as we're talking about this, I would like to use my little Fabrioli thingy on my arm. 
Mm-hmm. Do the soul touch. Um, and you're gonna try to do this to Mr. Smith. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> um, so you walk over to him. So. Um, <laughs> just, just jam your hand over his head. Don't be frightened. Bloop. Um, as as you say, hey, don't be frightened. He's like, well, I am now. Um, what do you? Uh, and then bump. you you bump him on the head, uh, and the the uh, the long here. metal uh, spirals glow with um, with a golden light, um, and you feel your soul being fed into. Uh, Arden's and mingling with it. Um, Wait, Arden's or Smith's? It's the same feeling you had when, uh, when it ming- when your soul mingled with Arden's. Okay. Um, can and, I? Uh, just bef- specific- right. Arden's soul was a silvery. Soul. Yeah. Um, the soul of the person standing before you is that same silvery color. Mm-hmm. Uh, except now it is swirling. And pearlescent, um, sort of like if you were looking at an opal, okay. but without any of the color. Um, right, pearlescent was the word I yeah, used but before. You said like an opal. I was I was trying to okay. clarify using other terms and and know, words because you. when you I'm define sorry, something, like you can't you, you can't define something by the words so that you just used. <laughs> you see, yes, you can. You can't define something by its own self. That doesn't work. I was trying to add clarity to the discussion, and now we've got this this offshoot thing yeah. here. You see, Christina, that impossibility is not possible. Anyway, <laughs> so, so we will find out what happens next time on Dyson Virtue. Hey, I am going to break your bread, son. We're at 52 minutes. That's an episode. We go over You're... that all the time. Whatever. Listen, we go into like an hour and like four minutes. You can, you can give us this next ten. Yeah, but this is a good stopping point. You're gonna cut some of this anyway. Fine. <laughs> Thanks for listening, all our buddies. Thank you for joining us for season two of Dice and Virtue. We'll be back again I, next week. It's not like Dylan Look, wasted like fifteen times show, summarizing most, season one or anything. I, I mostly like that this show has the meanest, dirtiest cutoff points of anything I've ever listened to. It's. <laughs> Like at this at this point, no listener is gonna be like surprised if it was cut off here. They'd be like, Yep. No yeah, that figures. Bye all our buddies. Bye everybody. Bye guys.